There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. HIV Hope and Charity is a podcast series brought to you by TVPS, a Berkshire-based charity that's been supporting people affected by HIV since 1985. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jess, and we work for TVPS. And our mission is to give people affected by HIV a voice. If you'd like to know more about the work we do, visit our website, tvps.org.uk. Welcome to our podcast, HIV Hope and Charity. Hello, Jess. How are you? I'm good, thank you. It's been a while. It has been a while, but life kind of, well, life, lockdown, <laughs> everything just took over, didn't it? Yes. Yeah. And especially with our services, I, we've been busier than ever, haven't we? We, Yeah, no, we have. We have. So podcast had to take a bit of a backseat, but I'm glad we're back. Yes, me too. So what have you got for me this week? Well, this is the first in a series of three that we are doing, three podcast episodes, um, all around the absolutely fantastic It's a Sin. And I know people have been talking about it and, and it's been on every TV show and every radio show, but we do need to keep talking about it. This is amazing for awareness raising. So we're going to be talking to three different people who um, all experienced those eras, whether it was to do with HIV or to do with being gay and living through that time. So I'm very excited. Oh, it sounds good. And I know our guests are absolutely awesome. Yeah, they're absolutely fantastic. And I mean, yeah, we absolutely loved it, Susan, didn't we? Oh, we did. Although I'm, I'm still quite traumatised by episode three. <laughs> Oh, I, that was almost one of the worst ones, wasn't it? Just that shock and the sadness. It was. So um, once I'd got past that, um, it was still very sad and very moving. But my favourite character, as you know, was Colin. And so that that for me was the, the traumatic. Yeah, he was a part. Highlight. Highlight's probably the wrong word, but the most traumatic um, of the series. But it was amazing, wasn't it? I love Amazing. And actually, so I've got a few little It's a Sin facts. Oh, go um, on. Amazingly, so the series sparked a huge surge in internet searches around HIV, which is fantastic. We need this. We need people to be looking things up and becoming more educated, don't we? And Can Women Get AIDS saw over 2,000% increase in searches. No way. Honestly, 2,000%. Um, and why was AIDS so deadly during the 80s? 
uh, saw an over 3,000% jump in searches. This is amazing that people, I'm glad, I'm glad this is making people talk and making people look things up and want to know more, which is why we thought, yeah, let's continue on with this. We need to keep doing this. Um, So in another fact, Richie Tozer is named after the actor Russell Tovey, according to IMDb, apparently. So Russell T. Davis said he wanted to name Richie after a successful gay actor. And I know you're a big fan of Russell Tovey. So I thought you'd like that fact. I am, but how, but he's Richie and he's Russell. How are they, how is he named him after him? I don't get it. Richie Tozer, Russell Tovey. Oh, similar names. Yeah, yeah. So it, that's, yeah, a similar name. I feel oh, like I see. It's great. You didn't receive it as well as I thought it might go across. Your best fact just, just panned, didn't it? That was my best fact. Russell Tovey, my most favourite actor in the whole world. Oh. Do you know what? I'm going to go and look into that more because you're right. I just took it at face value. I went, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're the same. And it's like, you're right. They are two very different names. But Russell Tovey, he's been in um, Russell T. Davis. When, you know, he did yes. which is the name of the band. I know. It's like one big circle, isn't it? It's all connected. I like it. it meant, it's just meant to be. It really is. Yeah, so I'm very excited. So shall we get on and meet today's guest? Yep, let's do it. So today we are very excited because our guest has been involved with TVPS for over 10 years now. Um, And that's a massively long time. And during this time, he has worn many, many different hats when he's been involved with TVPS. And I'm just going to name a few. So he's been a service user, peer supporter, cook, fundraiser, school speaker, awareness raiser, MFA pin up everybody naked just to let you know and in 2018 we were super super proud that he agreed to become the patron of TVPS so I would like to welcome Mark Barham. Hi everybody. It's good to have you here Marky. Oh, oh you're so polite. He's been very polite seeing as I just have to mention that we had a bit of a false start and I just messed up the recording slightly so well done everybody on being really kind to me and thank you for your patience. <laughs> we we can discuss it later. <laughs> oh, Mark, you've done so much for us. I, yeah, I know. It's it's just been an incredible ten years. It's like I've met so many nice people and done so many things I wouldn't have ever dreamed of, really. Mm. And it's like, yeah, and it, it was such an honour when yeah, if I become patron. I thought, yeah, jump at it. And Do you know what my outstanding memory is of you? What's that? Speaking like we have no contact with you, we do speak a lot. Yeah. I will always associate with you trifle. <laughs> yeah, trifle. Yeah. Yes, from when he cooked for us. Oh, I mean, we did lots of lovely food, but trifles, that, that's that's Is that me. your speciality, Mark? Is I live your... for trifle. It's out of a box, but yeah, I don't know. Oh, I have, I have, it, I have it quite now. often. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, speaking of all the different roles that you've played at TVPS, because you even went to... Um, Except our Queen's Award, didn't you? Actually? Yeah, oh, that was amazing. Fantastic. Was amazing. So I've put together a little montage of, my goodness, all the different things you've done. Not everything, because we'd never fit it all on there, but a little montage um, of you dressing up as a showgirl to The Flash and running oh, yeah. the Great North yeah. Run, wasn't it? Um, to cooking in our centres, just generally helping us out. So I put that together. So we're going to share that on Instagram as well. So people Excellent. will actually be able to go and have a little look. And you look so different over all the years. And I've even got you doing Movember in one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Rocking a little tash there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, I've, I've, I've gone the old man look now. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I think it suits you. It's good. You look very distinguished. Oh, well, I try. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're welcome. Shall we? Shall we start by talking about It's a Sin? You've watched it. Jess and I watched it. You watched it in one... Did you watch it in one sitting or did I imagine that? I I watched it in one sitting. Did you have any tissues left in the house? um, Oh, and I was a a complete mess. I was such a mess. And it was... Yeah, I watched it three... I've watched it three times now, all in a a stint of five shows because I love it so much. Oh, my goodness. Well, I take my hat off to you. I had to watch it week by week. It's all I could process. And by the end of the third episode... Oh, Colin. ...character died. Colin, yeah. Which is a massive spoiler for anyone who's not seen it. (laughs) Sorry, yeah. You haven't seen it. No, they would have watched it by now, surely. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) But, yes, by the time that happened... Yeah. I had to watch episodes, back-to-back episodes of Friends afterwards, just to bring Mm. a happy place. Yeah, Sarah yep. would line up cheerful things afterwards. That was the only way she could sort of cope with yeah. it. I know, and I could just talk it through. It was like therapy with Jess. Right? I'm going to watch episode four this Friday. Mm. I'm going to do this. Oh. I'll do it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Every emotion under the sun. Which character do you think would you associate yourself with the most? <laughs> I would be lying if I said I said Ollie. Because <laughs> I was a bit of a tart. So Where you? Yeah, back in the That's day. Richie, isn't it? That's who Ollie Richie, is. Richie, yeah, Richie. I like to say I, I'm a good Colin as well, but... Oh, I but, quite like that, because Richie was... Out there, like I am. He really was. Well, he just lived life to the full, he didn't did. he? He did. So is this yeah. what you were doing in the kind of 80s? Because you were in London then, weren't you? I, was, I wasn't in London until I was 20, so my sister died. Mm. Uh, and then I moved away from Reading and moved to London. So that's when it all started, basically. So when you say it all started... Yeah, my, my life... Too explicit. Obviously, when Linda died, I was I just had to get away from the Reading. So I moved to London. Yeah, because the nightlife, the gay nightlife in London is fantastic. And um, yeah, we just started experience, ex- go, seeing it all going on and going places. And yeah, it, it was great. And yeah, the cruising areas, yeah, I won't go into that. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> how yeah. are they portrayed it in the show? That's really yeah. Yeah. how it was. The, the mad clubs, yeah, everybody was, yeah, dancing and, yeah, drinking and, yeah, everybody was having sex, basically. But what a brilliant kind of carefree existence. When I, obviously, in the, in my, when I was 20, um, I, we obviously knew about HIV then, or AIDS. We were still had that in the back of our minds, so it wasn't so, because when I was 20, God, that would have been 91. It was like eight years or not 10 years even in. So it was still on the back of our minds, but I wouldn't say a lot of people weren't worried about it. They were just having fun. Because in the show, a small group of kind of act- activists, Jess? Activists, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Who were kind of trying to promote that this was happening, but maybe mm-hmm. kind of getting on board with it. And that's how it, presumably how it really was. Yeah, and... I can remember helping out with rubber stuffers back then, back in the day what, when we used what? to do little. When we used to do, um, it was a, a charity called Rubble, Rubber Stuffers. We used to do sachets of condoms and lube and take it to all the clubs. Wow, rubber so, stuffers! What a great yeah. name! Yeah, <laughs> note that down, Jess. I'll that, add it to the list of things you know that you've done to support the. And that was <laughs> that was and that was back in the day. That was back in the day before I got obviously got diagnosed. Mm-hmm. So. So you were part of that, handing out condoms, kind of getting people to have safe sex. Yeah, yeah. Certainly raising awareness. Do you remember Back then. Tombstone advert and the other? Oh, oh my God, advert? that Tombstone advert. I can remember like it was yesterday. It would just, it would come on like a Saturday night television halfway through to like the quiz game shows and, and it would just be this advert. 
aids in big letters on the tombstone and it would say don't die of ignorance yeah that really brought it home the message and a lot of people just turned it over and but a few people took it on board and i don't know what the figures were like in london back in that in 20 in 1991 so but but the nightlife was was top notch which is how it should be you know yeah. young yeah. gay man you're yeah. out in london you're living in london you're, yeah. you have the time of your life and obviously yeah. this is going on Almost in the background, because although you remember those adverts, mm-hmm. and I remember them too, there was only one advertising campaign consistent yeah, to adverts, and it was only on for a year. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, they decided that because HIV hadn't spread to the wider community, mm-hmm. they didn't yeah. need to publicise no. it as much. But they kind of forgot gay community were still contracting it. Um, you'd hope that wouldn't happen now with um, kind of public health. But at the time, you're like, oh. Mm-hmm quite short-sighted yeah well nobody talked about it and they just got on with their lives they didn't talk about aids and back then because yeah that was depressing in the show they only got tested when it was like when it was yeah it was really high but um i got i only got tested i think it was once when about six months before i got diagnosed and then obviously when it happened yes three months later so but yeah my first test was negative so and then when you decided to get tested for the second time i was in a um a three-year relationship with a chap called brian in essex um well we lived in essex but we classed it as london it's Mm. along the the tube and um i had a one-night stand and then the following morning the one-night stand told me by the way i've got full-blown aids and it's like, yeah, that you, what your reaction there was kind of mine. Um, and friends of mine said, didn't you punch him out? And said, well, I'm not a violent person. So I just said, okay, and left uh, the, the morning. I didn't realize because he had like a mobility car in the, in the, in the, um, in the driveway. But back then I didn't know what it was. I wouldn't have associated it with HIV and all the, obviously the drinks in the cupboard, like, um, oh, what were they called? There was Scandi shake, if I remember rightly. It was like a milkshake. Ensure Plus. God, how, yes. how, how can yeah, I remember yeah. that from years ago? I, I went to the. I w- went home to tell my partner first of all that I, I'd had a one night stand and I possibly could have be positive. I then um, rang up the hospital and they said, "Okay, but you'll need to wait three months." And in the show, it wasn't three months. It was. It was a. It they was, said six it was a, weeks, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But that three months was a bit hellish. <laughs> because I just didn't know. <laughs> a bit oh <laughs> and I just couldn't yeah I didn't know what to do I was still with Brian of course while this was going on and um I can remember taking one of my lesbian mum's partners with me to um the old church hospital in Romford they, and they basically yeah they come out of it they said um test has come back positive and that's when it like um, a lot of people crumbles like mm. Ollie, Ollie in the series not Ollie in the series, Archie in the series. Richie. Sorry, Richie in the series. He, he crumbled slightly, but not overly. And then he went about his normal routine. He didn't tell anybody that he had had his positive result. Mm. See, um, I was luckily in 97 when I got diagnosed and um, the tablets had just come out. They'd been out recently, uh, but not in the mainstream because they were in the show in the late, in the early 90s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they didn't come out in the mainstream for easily 97. So I was on 27 tablets a day. So it's like, yeah, I rattled. (laughs) Back then, Mm -hmm. even now for a lot of people, it's quite devastating news. It's life. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Knowing you as I do, you're very calm, Mm -hmm. cool-headed person. (laughs) 
Yeah. How did you cope with it? What I just I just carried on life as normal. I I had great friends. I I don't think I'd be here with my status as 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 I am without the friends around me. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, because away I was away from family, so family didn't we didn't talk about their family at all. It was my friends I was living with, or I was friends with. There's a, a, a friend called Margaret. She was amazing. She still is. I still speak to Margaret now, 25 years Your later. Jill. Yeah, my Jill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have got through it, I don't think, without the, my friends around me. However, I just carried on as normal. Now, this is where you guys come in. Not necessarily you guys, but when I got diagnosed, it was in East London. And all around the country nowadays, there'll be HIV support centres like yourselves. And the one I found first was London East AIDS Network, which was called Lean. The support that these centres give people with HIV is amazing. Whenever I moved with work, I moved up to Hertfordshire. And that's where I joined HeartsAid. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. I remember them. And and, um, as soon as I moved, I literally phoned up the local HIV centre. So that's the best thing I would advise to do. If If you're newly diagnosed and you've got nowhere to go, just find out on Google where your local HIV support centre is. And they are they are amazing, supportive. And-, and I think even if you don't necessarily feel that you need sort of supporting at mm-hmm. that point, mm-hmm. I think, you know, especially like we offer, there's the chance of peer support or just a cup mm-hmm. of tea with someone that can understand the things you've been through. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think that's great advice. I think it's, it's not even necessarily if you're in desperate no. need of support, just get in touch, no. have a chat with them. Friends. See- Having seeing having chats with somebody has also got positive. So that's that's the best thing as well. Some of my longest friends are, I've I've met twenty five years ago. So um, yeah, it's it's amazing. So and at the time when you were diagnosed, did you feel that there was a lot of stigma or um, was it? Yeah, bad? I think yeah. All the places oh, you you don't want you don't want to go near him because he's got AIDS and stuff. Because they always associate HIV. They they would they'd always say AIDS first. They would never say HIV. Oh, he's got AIDS. Go stay away from him and stuff. And and then when I got fired for it, and I was working really? at, a, at an art centre in London, I told my gay. I had a gay boss, and so I thought, well, I'll I'll, I'll take it, I'll tell him, and see what happens. And told him on the. I can remember it like it was yesterday. Sat on the front steps, and said. Um, by the way, um, I've just had a, an appointment at the hospital and I'm HIV positive. And he said, not a problem, not a problem, fine. Thanks for letting me know. Uh, and then a couple of weeks later, I get fired. <gasps> what was the reason they gave for firing you? They basically said it was my work was not to standard. Obviously, um, back then, Philadelphia was a massive film about HIV mm. and, uh, with Tom, Tom Hanks. And um, I thought... To stop people, it is happening to other people. I wanted it to, I wanted to fight it. So I went to a tr- industrial tribunal down in Croydon and I got an appointment with the court. And yeah, I went through the tribunal and um, it was awful. It was, it was awful. I, was, I wasn't very well at the time. And I can remember having sweats and everything. And, and they were trying to pick holes in my work. And then at one point I said to him, well, if my work was so bad, how come I never had one warning, one, one chatting to nothing uh, and just get fired on the spot? And I'm saying, I'm sorry, but I was fired because of my HIV status. On the, on the last day, um, they approached me outside the court. Would I settle out of court? Part of me thinks, should I have done that? Um, should I have just gone in there and then 
but I did I settled out of court because at that point I was just so tired and mm. and it, I just wanted it over but I wanted to pr- I wanted to prove I didn't actually get my say but uh, yeah they've they did it but setting out settling out of court it, it gives them a bit of blame but yeah I would have liked for my day and saying yeah okay and I've been awarded something but yeah I settled out of court but I didn't want it any to happen to anybody else. So you were fighting for all the Collins out there. Yeah, you didn't know it back then. No, because yeah, because yeah, because Colin in the show, they I think they got rid of him because yeah. of his oh his creepy boss. Oh oh no oh my god! I'm so glad I didn't have one of them. I mean, you are. I mean, you've got so much courage. I've just managed and got through it, and I just want to give to people what hopefully some of that pass some of that on to the people that haven't yeah and and if i can help just one person i would yeah i'm quite happy with that over the 10 years i've probably helped hundreds even thousands probably mm, different things we've least, done say, yeah. yeah at least even the, sc- the school talks when i was talking to the school kids There's that was amazing a picture of that in the <laughs> montage i've made exactly <laughs> and you've always been really open about your status yeah. and we can completely understand why so many people we've talked about the stigma mm. why they would choose mm. not to be so how did that come about how did you because you are you're so open and um, relaxed about it aren't you happy to speak up you're making yeah, a choice for a lot of people that don't feel they can well yes because so many people that go to these centers have got family they haven't even told family or partners and stuff and and like you say a lot of people can't say anything so i'm glad to be one of the people that can will actually say something for those people and have a voice for those people and was it just from day one you just thought actually i'm not i'm just yeah i i I told everyone i told my mum. i told i told mum um i didn't obviously tell dad um, I think my mum told my dad. I, they never brought it up. They'd, they'd always, they'd always, when I rang, they'd always say, "How are you? Who are you with?" <laughs> but yeah, they they never talked about that subject. So, would you've liked them to? Um, I suppose, in a way, like I said, my friends were amazing. So, I, I coped in other ways. So, I'm sure my cousins and stuff. If I mentioned it to them, they would talk to me. But, but wow. we can't choose our family. Very we can good. choose our friends, but not our family. A generational thing, really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. For them, the kind of connotations of HIV and AIDS were probably viewed very differently to kind of your friends and peers at the time. I'm glad you told them. I love the fact mm-hmm. you don't ever feel that you have to nope. hide your status. No. Nope. Incredible. Nope. So many people aren't able to. It's, why should we? A lot of people in the country now wouldn't disclose their status. Mm. And it's like because they either don't feel comf- uh, comfy or the reaction they're going to get from work, family. Speaking of this, I have to just say quickly, I'm going to circle back round to that pin up moment that we were talking about earlier. Well, yeah, we can talk about that. If you... <laughs> so I'm going to share so you can all see. Because no. do you know what? Mark was so brave and he actually, it was uh, for GMFA and it was called HIV yeah. Stripped Bear, wasn't it? It was, yeah. It was. Um, people that were HIV positive and they went naked and it was all around reducing the stigma. It was yeah. absolutely fantastic. Luckily, the picture is the words are all over anything undecent. I hate oh. it. No, <laughs> are you? Where are you? Right, here we go. See, look at these. <gasps> look at Marky. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I had, a, I, had a, I had a smaller waist and I'm glad they hid, yeah, the important bits. I didn't care. It's like, yeah, because everybody would have seen that in yeah. London. In London. And that could have affected everything. So, because that was recent, that was only how many? Twenty eighteen, it was. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
I've put so I'm going white... to share the link as well. And actually, if you're okay, Mark, I'm going to share that image. Yeah, by all means. Yeah, yeah. share it off. Because <laughs> I think you should be so proud of that. You know, you it... saw the call, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. To come and be nude. They asked, they asked me and I thought, yeah, I'll do it. Oh, yeah. Did you tell your mum about that? I don't know. I can't honestly remember. I will have to. I'll have to. I'll have to. Posting her snippets. I'll, I'll I know we don't it. chat about this, Mum, but here's a picture of me, of me naked. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I can remember. It's like because there was a load of bunch of guys. They were doing two sittings, and there was we just had to wait in GMFA's main office, and we chatting as they do, and. Yeah, he just went through through to it. It was like an industrial bit, and it was like the, the cameraman was there, and and then another chap. And yeah, it was basically get your kit off. Oh my god! <laughs> and you and you are naked. There's no kind yep. of there's nothing. There's no little stock on you. There's nothing hiding you at all. Oh wow! <laughs> well, good so, for you. I think so it's it just him. yeah, it just had to be there and there and Did you get, Is that ticking it off your bucket list? Is that all? <laughs> To be naked in a magazine, yeah. Be naked in a national magazine. Like, is that on your bucket list, Sarah? Because... No, no, it's not on, no, it's not on mine. Well, it wasn't play. It wasn't Playgirl. No, no but it's still it. Mark, Playgirl, right? Sky's the limit. But no, honestly, if anybody asked me to do it again, I would do it again. For the, whoever asks you. Yeah, whoever. You have to do a naked calendar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for the staff. <laughs> like, um... What's that oh film? no, not like calendar. Yeah, yes, we should do it. <laughs> we I really don't it. think we would generate any sales. I, n- yeah, no, I think I think we should do it and then pull it on the charity website to sell it, and I think it would sell it. This is demonstrating where the ribbons would. <laughs> I mean, I'd need more than just two, Jess. I'm just putting it out. No, <laughs> honestly, that would be such. Yeah, that, you'd have to put it onto the next board meeting. <laughs> You're going to be in charge of selling that idea to everyone, Mark. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. there you go. Still contributing ideas. Yeah, I'll, I'll plenty when I come down to see you. Because you're so open. Mm. What's your advice for people who are perhaps thinking about being more open about their diagnosis? Well, you, you, you've got to be comfortable in yourself, first of all, before you even think about it, because you've got to think of once it's once you said something or pull it on, if you're brave enough to pull it on Facebook, like some people do, once it's out there, you can't take it back. So you've got to really think about it. And mm. if you if you want to tell people, but like like I said, once you've told somebody, you can't take it back. As long as you've got a good support around you, even if it is family and, and or friends, long as you've got that support if it does go a bit wonky it does make you feel 10 times better when you just get it off your mind and you tell people rather than having it in the back of your mind it niggling away and mm. as long as you've got that support around you you'll be fine so think carefully about who you can find yes yes yeah deeply can, can figure out um who you can trust yeah with that information they could turn on you and then yeah and tell everybody mm-hmm. then you'll be in a bit in a pickle okay i like that expression being yeah yeah it's kind of if, if you if you've got that you know once like you say you can trust and um yeah i just do it but like i say be really careful with work because a lot of people work you don't they don't need to tell them nowadays but i just did because sometimes um pill taking um i only take one tablet a day now Mm. which is a considerable drop from 27. 
isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I don't rattle anymore. In my early jobs, when I first got diagnosed, I had to take tablets first thing in the morning around about 11 o'clock. And of course, I was halfway through my day. And I can remember um, I was working in a, a bowling alley in Dagenham. At 11 o'clock, I was taking the tablets. And like half hour later, I was on the ceiling. I was as high as a kite because of the side effects from the tablets. I'm not very good. I wasn't back then taking my tablets, I totally admit, because um, the amount of side effects back then. We have night sweats um, for everything from diarrhea. Oh, I had diarrhea for three months solid. Oh, um, my gosh. Yeah, f- three mu- every day for three months. I was at home with my mum, luckily. But the funny thing, you're going to laugh at this. <laughs> I always think this is a highlight of my diarrhea period. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I love that sentence. Uh, I had... I, had of my I, I, I don't know what made me, but I had this... Um, fashion statement of wearing white trousers <gasps> where this is going <laughs> oh. i was in a in a in a in a shopping center and i didn't quite make the toilet oh poor you and and yeah so um i lost a few about it was two stone in weight but yeah so it was like and i stopped taking them now i would never advise that you to stop taking your tablet however back then i did and i became immune to most of the tablets I, I I used to take a favorens, which was um, which was used to make me high on the ceiling, and I stopped taking them. Then I became immune from taking those tablets, which is not good. So they then have to pass you on to another tablet. So I'm a, I eventually went on to free a quadruple therapy because I was I was on my last lot of tablets I could possibly oh, take. Last option. Yeah, mm. and the only other one apart from tablets was the injection. I don't know if it was T1, I can't remember. And I knew I didn't want the injection. So I basically, um, I got back to take the tablets, got used to the side effects, and then eventually they wore off. And then new tablets came out. So eventually they blended the tablets I could take into one tablet. And then I was on, well, I started with two tablets, and then they combined it into one tablet. So that's what I'm on now. So, But I've been undetectable for seven years. Wow. Yeah. You have been good. That's phenomenal. But yeah, I wasn't back in the early days. I think that's the case for a lot of people, though. Yeah, it's a part of the journey. And that that just makes you miserable in itself. Because when I got diagnosed, this was a depressing bit. When I got diagnosed, I was issued a a D1500, I think it was called. And cancer tri- cancer patients get it, I do believe. Um, hmm. HIV patients got it as well. So a terminal illness, isn't it? Yeah. Basically, this form says you have six months to live. Yeah. And my doctor, when I, ser- when I first saw him, my original GP, he said I'd be dead before I was 30. I'm 50 in two weeks. You're 50 in two weeks? Yeah, up yours to the GP. amazing. <laughs> Let's track him down. Show him how wrong he was. <laughs> You look fantastic though, Mark. So, yeah. Not have said you're about to be fifty. Yeah, fifty in two weeks. It's amazing. So what I've covered in that yeah, in that fifty years, I'm quite proud. So Oh, you should be proud. So I just I'd like my next fifty to be the same as the last fifty. Oh, are you planning to live to a hundred? I like that. Yeah, but but nowadays people with HIV can live a normal life. I'd like to see a hundred. But but that series, that, it's a sin. My God, I, I told so many people about it because after I watched it, I was such a mess. What I've just basically told you guys, I basically put on Facebook. Yeah, once it's on Facebook, it's in the public domain. What was so, the reaction? Oh, it's been amazing. I'm still getting comments to this day. So the amount of really positive things on it. I, I don't think there's one negative one on there. Oh, that's really good. good. But I've got people to watch it. 
that was the main thing yeah. because people hadn't watched it and I thought I haven't seen that what where where can I find it and but the amount of people I've they, they said oh god get the tissues ready and I said yeah you'll need them <laughs> oh gosh definitely <laughs> but I like how gosh after however many years it's been yeah. you've got a kind of focal point to talk about yeah. and get those conversations mm-hmm. started because I'm I'm starting my 25th year it's a long time it's like it's a long time it is i hope you're really kind of proud of well, everything that you do in your life oh yeah yeah lily yeah how you deal with your diagnosis because i think that's inspirational mm-hmm. inspirational for me mm-hmm. so imagine how inspirational it is for yeah to for everybody yeah yeah i think it's like you've said you summed it up perfectly earlier you're the voice mm-hmm. they need yeah, yeah. You know, there's yeah. lots of people who can't speak up for themselves but mm-hmm. We've got you to do that for them. Yeah, well, I'll try. And yeah. make awesome trifle. Well, I have to confess, I didn't know it was out of my packet. That disappointed me greatly. <laughs> <laughs> I was given, it was, I left Greg's um, last year, a year ago, and my, uh, one of my team members brought me a trifle dish because we talked about trifle all the time. <laughs> so I now own a trifle. No excuses now. No. And, um, and I make them quite, yeah. And, and as I can tell by my Facebook, I'm always posting a picture of my trifles. And yes. My, and my niece says, my God, stop posting pictures about your blooming trifles. <laughs> amazing well thank you so much for joining us and giving up your time to chat with everyone and thank you for being our patron because you're no worries no my pleasure thank you for listening to hiv hope and charity if you'd like to know more about our work visit our website tvps.org.uk ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com.
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.